All right, so you guys ready for a, a, a long and winding road? I, I decided to, to, to go. Uh, so I, I was going to continue on uh, our Lord's Prayer journey, but then I, was, uh, then I, read, I read through the Gospel of Mark uh, this week, and some things stuck out to me, and, and I was inquisitive, and it, and it kind of threw me into a Thanksgiving theme. And so I'm, I'm going to take you on that journey. Do you know that, that thankfulness in the Bible uh, is, is spoken of over 400 times? Any, anytime the Lord speaks something more than twice, once should be good. You should obey it. Two times, highlighted. Three times, amazing. Uh, 400 times, it might be something we'd want to concentrate upon. And so... Um, I wasn't thinking, and I, and I tend not to do Hallmark Holidays uh, messages, um, but as I was reading through uh, the, this, uh, the, the Gospel of Mark, uh, something struck, st- stuck out to me, and, and so I'm going to give you my, my quiet time for the week. Are you guys okay with that? All right, so this is what it is, and it, it's, it's the stories that you know. Um, so two times Jesus feeds the five, well, he feeds 5,000, then he feeds 4,000, um, and then he rebukes his disciples. It kind of goes on in, in, the, in that succession. And each time in the middle, kind of like in the middle of our verse today, Jesus does something to activate the miracle. And in the activation, he, he thanks God. He takes what, what they need, what the little they have, and then he thanks God, and then the miracle happens. And so I was, I was thinking, wow, every time we start honing in on thankfulness, it actually has the ability for God to show up. That's what a miracle is, right? How many know if God doesn't show up, no miracle, right? You know, as, as Hector was saying, you know, I gave it the best I had. Then I asked God, and then God came, and then God did, did the thing. And that's, that's the testimony of every Christian. So I thought, while we're here, I would read, uh, I, I would read the stories for you so that you get the whole, the whole thing. And then I'll read you the rebuke part, because that's where we come in. Okay? So here it is. Uh, it's two short stories. One's in Mark six thirty five to 44, and it says this. It says, Uh, By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. Now, I have spoken some messages over that phrase a number of times. You give them something to eat. And we always want, you know, Jesus to do something for us. Uh, you know, it's like, you, you know, or other people. It's like, you know, and when Jesus is saying, you do it. And they, you know, challenged like that. They said to him, well, that would take more than a half a year's wages. Are we going to go and spend that much on bread and give them something to eat? So they were thinking about their finances. <laughs> I don't even know if they had a half year's worth of wages, but they were saying, it would have cost us a lot to do this project. And I don't really want to spend it on them. Okay. So <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, so they said, okay, that would take, uh, uh, are we to go and spend that much? And Jesus instead, he says to them, how many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. And they, when they found out, they said five and two fish. 
And then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit in groups on the green grass. I don't know if it says green grass, but it says green grass here. Uh, And so they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up into heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all, and they ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of of bread and fish. And the number of men who had eaten were 5,000. Pretty cool. Good story. Yes? All right. Chapter 8, second story. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home, they will collapse on the way, because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, But where in this remote place can we get enough bread to feed them? It's like, this is two chapters later. I don't know. We don't know how long the, the, the stretch was, but he already, they already seen this. We've seen this chapter. But, uh, but so... Uh, where in this remote place are we going to get enough bread to feed them? Uh, Jesus says, how many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and, uh, and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. And they did. Uh, they had a few small fish as well. And he gave thanks for them and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 were present. After he had sent them away, he got into a boat with his disciples and went off to the region of Dalmanutha. All right, so they left. Good? So far? Got, there was 4,000, 5,000, 4,000. Okay, still chapter 8, a couple verses later. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf. <laughs> These guys, it's like, what is going on? Okay. Uh, they, one loaf they had with them in the boat. And then Jesus said, be careful, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And they discussed with one another and said, it is, because you have, is it because we have no bread? Aware of their discussion, Jesus said to them, Why are you talking about having no bread? <laughs> Do you still not understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many basketfuls uh, did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basket loaves did you pick up? Seven. And he said to them, do you still not understand? <laughs> I know. Now, I'm a disciple of Jesus, and it takes me a few, <laughs> a, a, a few times before I get it. But I would think that if I saw Jesus do a miracle of this magnitude, I would never forget. Don't you think? If you were there for the 5,000, would you say, Jesus, wow, that's awesome. And then they were there for the 4,000. Amazing. And then they're out of bread. 
and they're like, I wonder what, I wonder where we're going to go get some bread. All right, so what's the, what, what, what is the point here? Uh, the, the point and the thing that really caught me, first of all, was that Jesus, on both of the occasions of the miracle, right in the middle, he said, I want, to, I want everybody to understand that God wants to do a great thing. So let's thank him for what he's given us. What did he give us? He gave us a little bit, right? How many want more? I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about, about the $2 billion uh, the lottery, right? And how much uh, everybody wanted that $2 billion. Now, nobody knows what to do with $2 billion. Nobody knows what to do with, with seven loaves of bread, right? I mean, really, after you've eaten a big meal at home, do you think, I wonder how much food I have in the house, right? When I'm full, I'm not thinking about food. I'm thinking about anything but food. But we, we lose perspective almost instantly when we're satiated. And Jesus wanted them to know they had enough already. Okay? So I'll, I'll, I'll finish up the, the last piece. What was happening here and, and what he was warning them against was the reason that thankfulness is so important is because it already shows the faithfulness of God. And the, the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Herodians was that no matter what God showed them, they would not believe he, who he was. Okay? So how many have seen God do some amazing things in your life? And how many, when facing something challenging this week, thought, oh no? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> and this was, he was trying to disciple his, he was trying to make these disciples understand that when you remember to thank God in the midst of whatever little you have, that's what activates you to understand God is bigger than this. And when I was studying this, I, I, I just started thinking, how many prayers, do, you know, and I've talked about praying weenie prayers. Don't pray small prayers. Pray audacious, big prayers, because God has done little. He's done big things with little things, right? And th this story gave me that same, that same sense as I was reading it. I was thinking, I, I keep going back and saying, oh, what do you got? You know, Jesus is like, what do you got? And I'm like, I got a couple of fish here. And I'm looking at the masses, and he's like, great, give it to me. Give me what you got. Let me lift it up and let's thank God for the little I've got and then watch him do the amazing miracle. All right, is everybody catching it? Catching a little bit? Okay, so this is what stopped me today. So I'm gonna, I'll break it down for you in just a couple minutes. Here, here's how it goes. So I, I wanted to talk about this miracle of thankfulness because one thing that they saw was when they became when Jesus showed them that thankfulness was the was the secret sauce to seeing the kingdom of God move forward. So the first thing is, is that the miracle when thankfulness opens our eyes to kingdom living. Most of us are stuck, and Kendra illustrated it well for us. Most of us are stuck walking in the world, and so we're only looking at the world resources, and we're going, "There's not enough." There's not enough. 
But Jesus wanted them to see, whatever you have is now going to be enough if you'll put it into my hands. And so all of a sudden, their eyes should have been opened. Now, of course, they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet, but we do. He is with us and he is in us. So when we face situations, we should have the eyes of the Lord and say, no matter what we're facing, no matter how difficult it is, if we will instead look at not what we lack, but what he's able to do, if we'll exercise our faith, then he's able to to do it. Really to do it. I'm still kind of a miracle guy, right? I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff not work out. I've, I've prayed for people and they've died. And I'm like, well, that didn't work out very good. But it did. Because the Lord knew that that's exactly what was necessary. But we're coming into, I mean, I really believe we're coming into a season of life in our world where people are going to have, we're going to have lack. I mean, there's already whatever they call, you know, there's supply chain issues or whatever. That's not going to bother most of us, I hope. Uh, except we did buy a turkey breast yesterday, and I thought, wow, this is really expensive. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten your turkey yet. It's very expensive out there, guys, because, uh, and there's also a turkey flu. The guy told me, there's turkey flu. I'm like, oh, man, they should <laughs> Yeah, we don't know why the shortage. It doesn't matter. Actually, second thing, I've really digressed here. I know I'm going <laughs> to. But I was, buying my, I was buying my wife some coffee, and... You used to go for a pound of coffee when you bought coffee. You'd get a whole pound. And then some wise guys said, you know what? We can can make the same amount of money if we just put in 12 ounces. I'm like, okay, I'll pay 12 ounces. I'll pay that 12 ounces. You got to have a coffee. And then this week, I needed coffee, and I saw that it was on sale. And I go, that's a pretty good sale. And so I picked it up. And then I looked at the bag. And it had 10 and a half ounces. I mean, my 16 ounces went to 10 and a half for the same price on sale. It's called shrinkflation. Okay, we're not going to have an economics lesson here. But, okay, I did digress, but there's a point to the whole thing. So I took that small bag and I lifted it up to God, and it became like a pound in my hands. No, that is not true. Okay, let's move on. Let's find my, let's get to my notes here. Uh, Okay, where was I? Okay. Okay, so thankfulness opens our eyes to the kingdom. We get to see what Jesus sees. See, what Jesus saw was God's ability to change the environment. They did not understand that when we look and with eyes of thankfulness of what we actually have, then all of a sudden we can start to see like Jesus sees because he, he doesn't look for lack. He looks at what God's resources are. Okay. Um, I, I was thinking that also Jesus, uh, by being thankful, he was being prophetic because in that moment, it was like he was prophesying, this is what God will do. Right in that moment. And I think a lot of us, we, we, we have lost that prophetic sense. I wonder what God will do. And instead of being able to declare it, look, this is what God's going to do. He's going to feed 5,000. Instead, we shrink back and we go, ah, still got only five loaves and two fish here. But when their eyes were opened, when he lifted it up and he said, thank you, God, for this. 
I want to be that guy. I want to say, Lord, thank you for what little. Like today, we have a, we have, we have a little group, but I'm not looking at the little group. I'm looking at the kingdom of God. I have the eyes of God because you, our lives, who knows what happens with the internet? I mean, but believe it or not, I, I, I mean, from years past, I, I, I would track people that would listen to our, our talks on the internet. There's people all over the world, literally all over the world. You never know. There may be one guy in Zambia, and he's like, hey, I'll listen to this guy. And, then, and he, all of a sudden, he's like, I can take the little I have. I can make 10 and a half ounces, more than a pound. I mean, you never know. And he'll start to believe God because the leaven of the Pharisees is unbelief, right? Well, it's hypocrisy and unbelief, right? The leaven of the Herod is, is unbelief because no matter what God did, Herod would not believe. Okay. Now, Thanksgiving also precedes all spiritual development. Did you know that? Why I say that? It's the chief of the virtues. Because you can't really have love without thankfulness. If you don't, if you're not thankful for the relationships around you, you won't love them. Right? Joy, when you're thinking, boy, it's cold in here. I'm not thankful that God has given me a house to live in in the Silicon Valley with a heater. I can crank that thing up. PG&E hates me. But I can crank it up and I can walk around with less clothes. Don't go any visual on that. Uh, right? I mean, there's lots to be thankful for. Okay, I'll, I'll stick my notes from here. Okay. Thankfulness does something for us that prepares us to receive spiritual things. Because when you're thankful, it makes you humble. Because you know that it didn't come from you. Uh, there's a, a verse in Isaiah 26, 12. It says, all that we have accomplished, you have done for us. That, that always shocks me. Because when you say, I'm thankful, you realize the source of all good things that happen in your life. And humility is, is one of the pathways that God uses to grow us, right? Because we have to say that. Okay, let's go on. Thankfulness is like super protective. How do I know this? I already talked about complaining. Uh, one of the issues that was happening with the Israelites uh, was they, of uh, what? I'll ask you guys. What did they do? They complained. They even went grumbling. They said, this God thing's not really working out. Instead of exercising their faith, and they actually had literally the glory of God with them. That's just crazy. And yet they still did not exercise faith. So I, I said it's, it's, perfect, it's protective. And I was thinking, we're in a battle, guys. Did you guys know that? We're in a battle for our minds and for our hearts. And thankfulness is one of the fastest ways to beat back the enemy. When we say, Lord, 
I know it's only five loaves and two fish, but it's enough for me. And if you want to make it something bigger, that would be awesome. Okay. Um, There was another thing that that happened here. Um, Not only did, did they get an understanding of the kingdom of God is without limit in its resources. They also were it started to see the hand of God in a way that they that they wouldn't have seen before. Now here's where my my heart kind of breaks is that we as Christians really don't believe that God is able. We say it, we sing it. But when we look at our resources, we don't really exercise it. We don't really believe it. Are you guys with me? And I, and I think that this is a good day to say, I'm going to look at things differently. Because God's inheritance for us, his promises for us, we've talked about it throughout the year, are greater than we can even ever ask or imagine. And yet, we still are battling with our faith of of wondering if that's true. And one of the things that thanksgiving does for us, or thankfulness does, is it tends to be backward thinking, because when we're thanking God, we're we're looking at what we already have, what He's already given us. And one of the things that, that that does for us is when we connect to what God has done in the past, it gives us an anchor for us to believe what he's going to do in the future. We got some hard things, right? We got some hard things. I don't care about the economy. You know why? Because we have a community of faith. We can all live at my house. It'll be warmer if we're all in there, uh, right? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I am not worried about that because the, the thing that will get all of us through whatever comes is, is the community that we're in, right? Um, but, the, but the thing I'm more concerned about is, is will we believe God for the bigger things that he needs us to believe for, for the lost? Because the one thing the disciples didn't get out of this whole thing, they're like, uh, how's this going to work? Uh, and and Jesus says, oh, just give me the resources and I'll thank God and, and then we'll multiply them. And I don't know if, if you read the thing closely, it says that as Jesus was multiplying it, he was giving it to the disciples to distribute. And they were going, oh my word, this is a lot of people. Could you imagine every time they get they came back, you know, Jesus, he's like, I'm getting doing this as fast as I can, guys. I mean, the Father is feeding this stuff. Okay, it's coming out of the basket. I, w- I wish I knew how it all worked, but he's handing it to him and go, you know, okay, take it over there. A group of fifty. Here's enough for a hundred. Here, go over there. And and it probably took a little while. Five thousand people is a lot, right? And they're thinking, this. They're the disciples because they didn't get this. They're thinking this is just work. They weren't thinking of the people. And we, how do we know this? He's like, send them away. <laughs> you know, make it easy on my life. But for the disciples, Jesus wanted them to see them. He wanted them to see them. And so he gave them a loaf of bread and say, hi, it's for you. But they never saw them. And that was the problem of the Pharisees. They never saw the people. They never loved them. All right. 
I'll start to rap. But down here, thankfulness restores, renews, and transforms our hearts. It turns our grumbling into praise. You know, we really don't worship the Lord unless we thank Him first, right? Thank Him for who He is. Are you glad Jesus saves you, right? Last time I checked, I was a sinner going to hell. And Jesus came along and He said, I will give you my life. I just think it's amazing. And then we, we looked at this verse today, and the reason we, I wanted us to look at the verse is that with thanksgiving removes the worry. Because, you, you, again, you connect to God. You connect to Jesus, see, helping you understand, I'm going to take care of everything. And I'm going to give you the peace that surpasses understanding. So you don't have to worry. And then, as we saw again today in, in the verse, is thanksgiving and prayer go, go hand in hand. Because thanksgiving builds your faith. Right? When you're, when you're thankful, you're, you're also faithful. Faith-filled, I should say, in that way. And so it increases our faith, flushes out fear, and then does one more thing. And here's one of the big ones. Thanksgiving, thankfulness, makes you a giver. Now, this isn't a message on giving. But when you realize that you have enough because God has given you enough, it gives you eyes for those that have less. What Jesus was trying to instruct his disciples was, I want you guys to understand that whatever you have, you can put it into my hands, and I will focus you on other people. Because the one thing that thankfulness does is it takes your eyes off of yourself. And that's the fastest way to spiritual life that I know of. Okay, last thought. Jesus, you say, well, it's easy to be thankful. It's going to be easy to be thankful on Thursday. How many are going to eat on Thursday? How many decide not to fast? Okay, good. And how many are going to have your favorite thing or complain about my favorite thing's not here? Okay, you're going to be thankful. Oh, Lord, mashed potatoes. Oh, Lord, all these things. Because it's going to be a great day for all of you, I hope. But my reflection was that Jesus... At the Last Supper, what does he do? For the last time, he instructs the disciples in this concept. And he takes the bread and he thanks God. In the midst of the hardest day of his life. And I don't know if the disciples got it, and I don't know if I'll ever get it. But Jesus was one more time showing them that by thanking God, no matter where you are, that's what's going to connect you to God. And so he was able to 
thanked them, but then he gave it to them. And you, again, every time you're thankful, it ends up, you, you start being a giver. I don't know. It just keeps flowing in, in my understanding here. And so I wanted to end with this. First of all, we're going to pray, and then I'm going to have you do an action. Because I, I actually started doing that this, this week. Um, for every time I, I saw myself complaining, I wrote down a number of things that I'm thankful for. And, and it was the complaint that triggered my thankfulness. Now, I'd like to get away from that where I would just be straight thankfulness. Um, but because I'm still a sinner saved by grace and God's still working on me, um, I want us to pray together. And we have a nice small group, so I think we'll, we'll all pray together. So for those that are online, I'm going to pray with you, and I'll pray with you guys, and then uh, we'll spend five minutes because I want to instruct us in a way that we can enhance our prayers today. In Jesus' name. All right. Lord, we are thankful. Wow. You give us these great episodes in the life of Jesus to remind us that you're still a miracle-working God and that when we place things in your hands that we become the prophets that declare the goodness of God, the power of God, the ability of God in a world that is lacking. And Lord, you have called your children to be the kind of people who look to you with our little and multiply it out to a world that is lost and hurting and hungry. Lord, take our lives with our thankfulness and help us to give everything that we have for your goodness and for other people. We thank you for the many blessings we already have You've already given us our daily bread, and you'll give us more, we know. And so we're thankful for the abundance that we already experience. And I pray that we would take that abundance that we have and become the kind of givers that you want to call us to be. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, group online, we're signing off here. Uh, Have a great rest of your day and week. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.